158 Lewis Avenue between Lafayette and Van Buren. That was back during the days of hanging on my bed stop block. With Spitz and Mitch following my cousin Murdoch. All the brothers were real, going for what they feel. By the way, peace to my man Sean Big Neal. Now at 93, I'm still being me. You think my refrigerator ain't full of Oli? <laughs> a lot of times I can fly with the suit and the tie. Yeah, I went from rags to riches, but I still rock the saggy britches. And I don't try to act brand new. Goals and using words like rendezvous. They get a life I've seen a lot overcome. Make a little money and then forget where they came from. Living a plastic lifestyle, you're more forced than ditches. Don't make me pull your flap. Stop sharing. Hey, hey, what's up, Champagne Sharks? This is Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky Rawls, R-I-C-K-Y-R-A-W-L-S, no underscore. The Champagne Sharks Twitter is at Champagne Sharks, one word. Uh, donate to the show, patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. Great content, lots of lock content that you'll get available to you. 70 plus lock episodes instantly available to you for $5 a month, plus double the new content uh you get two new episodes instead of one new episode and also go to champagnesharks.reddit.com it's the fan community it's pretty cool another thing if you join the patreon become a patreon subscriber again five dollars a month patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks you get to join the discord that's a voice and chat community available only to uh, patrons and the last thing i want to say is the more people that become patrons the easier it is for us to uh, record the show more often people don't have to do as much overtime at work people you know you know it gives like a little bit more of a cushion that helps us record more frequently and it definitely helps we appreciate everybody who does uh subscribe and contribute none of it is taken for granted and without further ado we have with us d mills hey what's going on everybody glad to be in the place it's d mills you can catch me on twitter at md mills 79 don't at me at md mills 79 mr t how you doing sir doing well i pity the, f- <laughs> I pity the fool uh yeah yeah, I, yeah but, but you know um sometimes like i've been um i was doing pretty good lately with uh not being on twitter so much i haven't been arguing with people you know i, I said that i was gonna weed myself off but then like you know the like honey to like a baby you know yeah the, the latest thing is this thing slave play which like that's kind of been lighting up the twitter sphere in our corner of twitter and you know in new york i feel like one thing but being in new york and also being like uh kind of semi in like media circles it's kind of this weird bubble of amplification that i think doesn't really affect other places but here like you'll like i was shocked how many people outside of new york especially black people had no idea what hamilton was you know but here you would think like hamilton is the be all end all like shit like that so Mm. i have no i have no idea what level 
of um, awareness on most black people's radar. What do you call it? Slave play is this new uh, <laughs> this new play. But in the, in New York, there's a lot of uh, buzz around it. Yeah, I haven't heard much of about it out here just yet. And I'm out and about amongst the people. I haven't heard anyone discussing it publicly yet or any other circles that I travel in. So all is quiet on this front. But as you know, with most things, L.A. is just generally becoming like a little satellite of New York anyway. So I'm pretty sure that'll trickle down over here sooner or later. But you guys aren't like, you know, Afropunked out yet, are you? Like, is there an Afropunk LA yet? No, it, there is one, but not like people are not like, yeah, I got to go to Afropunk. You know what I'm saying? Like out here, more people are um, into like uh, the Lemur Park Street Fair, which is, you know, a lot of the time every year they have it. Black people get together in South Central Los Angeles from the Lemur Park area. And they just have like a black festival, man. Just with little of us are left, you know, they're still getting together and upholding that tradition. It's been going on for a lot of years. So that's the kind of stuff we're into. What's that? When when does it happen? Is that a summer thing? I think it's... in fact, I can see right now. I think it's like a like a November thing. For some reason, I have November in my head, but I'm probably totally off, though. Let me see. Yeah. Because Early they... 2019, I want to make a trip out to Wisconsin to see Mike. A trip out to L.A. to see you. I was, I was actually planning to go at the end of uh, this year, but it didn't work out. And mm-hmm. tomorrow, I have my next shoulder operation for yeah, the, other, the, the other arm mm-hmm. you know so that's gonna be fun that's always a yeah this is what is this your is this your second one yeah my second one I, this was my left shoulder mm-hmm. now it's the the right shoulder i'm just trying to put myself back together so i can eventually get back in the gym by 2019 yeah yeah but yeah yeah so hopefully we can do a live show well i, I meant live as in you and i in person in the same room in uh 2019 right, but cool exactly. if we could actually do like a live show in february i'm doing a live show in new york with uh michael brooks i'm, I'm gonna Is be a guest right? i'm gonna be a guest hey. it's his it's his live show i'm just gonna be a guest but um he's a mover and a shaker michael brooks that dude has a voice for radio man like oh, he, yeah. he, he sounds like he does a late night uh you know remember those old smooth you know uh yeah yeah, romantic time hours michael brooks sounds like he could be one of those dudes it's like a throwback to the night he's like he's like the white frankie crocker like his voice is really uh, (laughs) quiet storm he's got he's got the quiet quiet so he has the perfect quiet storm voice absolutely yeah very good quiet storm and you know what's funny like like um if you talk to him normal that's his voice you know it's not a it's not a it's not a put on but because you have like the because you have like the visual and the casualness you know when you see him mm-hmm. you don't really catch how sultry the voice is so you just have the voice isolated you know what i mean when, when you hear the voice like isolated how sultry the voice is. the sultry sounds bad right yeah no it's it- but I mean, that's, I can't think of anything else to describe it, though. I mean, the shit, that's just as good as any word. Michael, if you're listening, it's no shade. No it's shade. A, it's 100% <laughs> complimentary when I call the voice sultry. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, your voice is good, too. You always say you don't like your voice, but your voice is very good. Your voice is a good bass. I like God, oh, man, I hate my voice, too. I, um, I mean, thank you. You know, I'll take it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just that whole meshing of East Coast, New Jersey, and then my grandmother's from the South, and then I'm a Cali boy so you know i have all i feel like i have a this a imperfect convergence of all those dialects you know what i'm saying it's just i don't know that's just how i hear myself but you know other people might think differently but i'm not what gonna if, hurt yeah. myself 
himself over this shit or nothing, but you know. <laughs> I have to ask uh, if he's had any type of uh, formal training, because you know that's good. Because it's a, it's a very it's a very good voice. It's a mm. very it's a very good voice. I can't listen to myself when I'm on a show because I, I don't want to hear the contrast. Yeah, I just I just want to listen. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I would be too, man. I uh, you know he could just be talking about something hella mundane, you know, just uh, uh, a pound cake recipe or some shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, and he'll make it sound hella interesting, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's really well read, dude, man. Got reach. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. If you become a patron of his uh, show, his he he has a lot of uh, his international history too. I'm not very uh, good with that stuff. Like whole bunch of stuff about like Africa and like you know the anti-apartheid people. White and, people be having the secrets, man. Oh, they got they access to all the <laughs> all the book, all the best book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't know which ones. Uh, my, uh, sure. I have a friend of the family. Uh, she's a white lady. Her and her husband. I'm not gonna say her name because you know. I don't want nobody coming after her um, because of something I said on here. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, let's just say she um, she has books, man, that she we were having a discussion about like Christianity in ancient Africa. You know, she just brings out this library of books on the subject. I'm like, I they have so many damn books on that one particular subject and you have all of them. What the hell is that, man? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's that is something. It's so true. Like, you know, yeah. a lot of times you go to a white person's house and you look at their bookshelf and you're like, how did you even like find these books because they're, they're not like um mm -hmm. always the most obvious books but they'll mm -hmm. they got they got the goods yeah. um <laughs> but but you know the thing that sucked me like i said the thing that sucked me back into um dragging you back be, being a, being on yeah like godfather three every time i think yeah. i'm out they pull me back in <laughs> shout out it to was, kenny <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fucking the slave play thing man because yeah you know me I, I i like to get the receipts i like to do the research so i've been right. like you know looking into this thing and just reading and i want to say something about this guy because some some people have been like kind of getting on him and some people have kind of got on me because mm. i spoke cordially to him but right. i get this thing with him i don't get a sense of malice a lot mm. of people a lot of people that we kind of clown or talk about in the show well mm -hmm. first i kind of want to not do that as much as i used to anyway just because i feel like there's some kind of coalition building that could be done i don't know but uh, but a lot of times these people also kind of just make me feel like it's hopeless because i just don't know what common ground you can form with them but i would like to i just would, don't want to just contribute to all the infighting you know but um the one thing i feel about him from watching is when i started watching his interviews and seeing him um in in um interviews i got this sense where i'm feeling like wow i don't think this guy coming from a place of malice mm -hmm. so much as the dude is just kind of confused and you're speaking about jeremy o'harris right? yeah jeremy o'harris the, mm -hmm. the uh the playwright of um slave play and i don't want to take away his agency or let him off the hook you know yeah, like right. um because at has, the end of the day it was a, it's a very deliberate choice huh? yeah you can't yeah yeah but i mean at, at the end of the day oh Oh, who's this? This Ken? Is Ken joining us? Oh shit! Did he just pull the emails? Did he just join? <laughs> <laughs> he just jumped in right in the middle of some other shit, huh? Maybe it's a hacker. Is this Ken or just like says some? No, <laughs> no. This... <laughs> I thought maybe it was just me. He hacked, hacked his way in. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought maybe the white supremacist like found a way to uh, jump in. <laughs> that would be funny as hell. Like we just, I'm gonna, I that's funny. They just, they just get online. Hey, niggers, you fucking niggers. <laughs> we have the inventions. 
You we built right. the rockets that went to the moon. My ancestors. <laughs> we built. Did yeah, do them like they did Tariq's uh, social media app. <laughs> <laughs> we built civilization. We built civilization. Oh, yeah. mm, you niggers can't even use the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. What's oh, up, fellas? Man. What's Nothing up, much. man? Nothing much. Um, you know, right, Ken, the- what are you? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Are uh, you hearing a bunch of feedback? What is? What the hell? You oh, it's my bad, man. Like he, he got on the thing, sounded like he mowed the lawn. I'm I like, know. Sounds <laughs> like he's doing. I'm still getting out. I'm still getting out of the car. I got food yeah. in the car. Like I'm tripping. Sounds like he's doing old white people hobbies. Oh like, wow! Like, <laughs> like, like, like this nigga's whittling. This nigga's whittling. Like, like he has wooden and, and a knife. <laughs> Fucking whittling. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This nigga just hop right on with the girl. <laughs> oh. He's sanding like, his desk. <laughs> Kid, hit, hit that mute, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the mute. I'm going to hit the mute. I'm, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> this, dude, this dude sanding his desk. He's, yeah. doing, he's doing some Bob Vila shit. He's doing shit. some Home Depot, some Home Improvement shit. He just... <laughs> This old home bullshit. Yeah, he's uh. trying to. God damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know what's gonna happen on this show. <laughs> oh my god, I, I I love it. Like 15 minutes, man. We've just been bullshit so yeah, far. But, but yeah, okay, exactly. here we go. But uh, Kenny, if you're listening, you know, over in mute in mute land, if you're listening, <laughs> we we're talking about uh Jeremy O'Harris, the author of Slave Play. And I was saying it was my personal feeling from watching uh, his interviews and reading his stuff where I started thinking, I feel like this dude has kind of just been, he's grouped around no black people. Uh, he says that he went to the all-white public high school. Then he went to one of the, the most elite um, private high schools in Virginia. And he was the only black guy there. Now he's in Yale. Okay. So, you know, he's been kind of... Um, in these environments and also the other thing is like growing up with only white people i mean they don't always have your best interest in heart and they a lot of times they make you into a mascot yeah. and you can end up feeling kind of bad about yourself especially because he's like gay too he's like black and gay so i started feeling like oh man you know this guy at the end of the day the white liberals the white supremacists the white whoever they're the ones who fund this shit they're the ones who give it a green light they're the ones who dis- who decide what gets platformed and what doesn't and i'm sure there's a lot of more more constructive um plays and outlets that are out there that they are not promoting you know uh at the end of the day i feel like their feet have to be held to the fire the most but on top of that on top of that there's also the fact that if it wasn't him it would be somebody else they would get someone else to to do it they want people who do this stuff there's someone named kara walker she's been this for the art world um there's that woman that we talked about is is she uh, you said you mentioned her last night i meant to uh go ahead and look up some more information on that kara walker is she a she a a sister or what is she yeah she's a sister she's been big in the art world and white liberals love her and she's more of that same trauma porn a lot of Mm. sexually um (laughs) exploited slaves and her artwork she has this alter ego she calls the the negress yeah 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 and everybody everybody um that loves this play Mm -hmm. keeps bringing her up right like oh man we love um 
Carol Walker. This is like Carol Walker. Um, Plug. Hey, she's just getting. Yeah, and if you go to the theater website that you know the New York Theater Workshop, the one that uh, is behind Slave Play, mm -hmm. they uh, have things that inspired Slave Play, like art that inspired Slave Play, and like a whole shit ton of it is um it's her stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not like you know accidental, <clears throat> and all the almost all the positive um reviews of it have all been uh, mentioning Kara Walker, you know? So it's so, like, so yeah. she's an artist and then he, he, people are trying to say that her art inspires people like this guy who did the set to the slave play. Like is he's trying yeah. to bring her art onto the stage or something like that. He's like, is she his? Yeah, it's, it's in the same spirit. Like a lot of yeah. shock value, a lot of shock value. Um, in fact, mm -hmm. you know what? In the, in the message part, I'll put a link to a thread. Okay that I made today because I've only just started researching this woman because some people are trying to stick up for her on that level. Like of this, uh, this, this lady, right? Mm -hmm. Um, her name, she's some kind of uh, art critic or writer. Her name was Emily Colucci. And she wrote, mm -hmm. she wrote this defense of slave play because something is happening. It's a lot of like white liberals who are condescendingly just trying to lecture black people. About oh man. How they're too stupid to realize this isn't offensive, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And trying to lecture black people about like like as if they don't have the sophistication to right um make the judgment for themselves like you know which i hate in general when people say oh if you don't like something i like it must be because you don't get it but it's even worse when something like this personal and racial mm -hmm. you know and um yeah because it's not just that one person's um personal demons or whatever that he's depicting on stage it's actually the trauma that millions and millions of people share in this country right so when we see that he may think okay i'm not this is how i feel about that but there's millions of us who feel another way about that and they don't even give a shit about that at that dynamic they just you know this is their boy and yep. we're going to ride with them and you guys going to accept it or you stupid that it always seems to come back to that you know yeah yeah and i just about to feel a certain way because i think feel a certain way makes it seem like black people are just um reacting emotionally like they turned mm. off their brain and are just reacting emotionally but um it's not only feel a certain way even though that is something to it there is feeling involved but in addition actually rationally logically dislike the show for like you know valid intellectual reasons like the feeling flows from the rationality which is the kind of disconnect a lot of these people are having like you know that the people are just um disliking the show out of like trauma or right. or petulance or you know jumping jumping the gun like a mob as opposed to like we weighed all the evidence and we have intellectual rational nuanced reasons why we don't like yeah that's a very important point in distinction that you made that's absolutely true yeah and uh you know because people actually went and, and well go ahead and finish what you were going to say i was just going to say no i was done like, oh okay no people have actually gone to see what the play was all about you know because there are critical thinkers and objective people that genuinely want to see what it's all about before they make a determination about how to feel you know how to think about it and how to react to it so oh, there have yeah. been very intelligent black men and especially black women that have gone and checked that play out and have dissected it online i've already yeah. seen some stuff there's yeah. there's this woman that we're going to have on the show to talk about it because i'm going to see it january 2nd i crowdfunded a ticket i didn't want anybody to pay the full price for a ticket you know especially not myself mm -hmm. but I, I uh so you know i said you know let's crowdfund it and then i'll pay the last ten dollars of the um 
ticket myself. And then, because I knew what was going to happen. I knew all these, this is before I found this woman who I already saw, but I knew all these liberals were going, and these um, BuzzFeed, Blavity, Blue Check, black people <laughs> were going to try to gaslight us and tell us, oh, trust us it's it's not what you think because that's one thing with these people they love to lie <laughs> like like they will lie to your face about all types of shit yeah you know so i'm like i want i want to fall on that sword and see this thing just so um they can't say i didn't see it and feed me lies because remember when that star wars movie came out uh the force awakens and everybody was talking about how finn was like a space coon and then you had oh, yeah. like all those people um who were like uh blurs just lying you know like like they were like oh no he does a lot of shit in the movie like you know he saves everybody you know and seeing all this shit and then <laughs> and then some of them were even saying uh Luke Skywalker didn't save anybody in the first Star Wars. Like, uh, they were right. calling Tariq. Oh, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, they were calling uh, Tariq Nasheed's uh, live show and blatantly lying to him <laughs> about the plot of the first Star Wars because Tariq didn't see it. And the guy was like, oh, no, Finn was the same as uh, Luke Skywalker in the first Star Wars. Luke Skywalker didn't save anybody. And everyone in the chat room was like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, he, he destroyed <laughs> the Death Star. Like, like they will lie to win an argument so you know um yeah but there's this guy to give an example of what you said about people very smart people um um mm -hmm. railing against the show this guy adam feldman he's a critic for he's a theater critic for time out new york he's been like going to everybody like all these different black people who don't like the show mm -hmm. and just like condescendingly like lecturing them non-stop about Are you why serious? oh yeah yeah oh, shit, let me pull this up um i'll put the link in the to, to the thread you know you know that that, that woman that kind of clapped back against somebody for well, well this is what happened right he kept bothering these different black people telling them oh you have to understand you have to see the whole thing to get it um you have to really get the thing it's it's there's a because this is twist and mm -hmm. for people who care about spoilers we're going to spoil um uh, with this what we know but there's this twist. What happens is the first act is all this um, uh, gutter sex with slaves and slave masters. And, you know, the slaves are consenting and enjoying like BDSM with the slave masters. And it's all this um, gratuitous sex and titillation, you know, kind of like uh, the Mandingo uh, drum mm -hmm. type of type of thing. But the, the twist. Right. And this is the thing that people are acting like when black people see it it's gonna be like a mic drop like they're gonna be like oh we's a dumb guys we didn't know this sorry master like you know you know like 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 they're gonna see this and just uh suddenly realize that we were wrong like uh, i was a sorry master I, I didn't know you know so what what the what this twist is that's supposed to make all the black people just um realize they've been too hard in it is that it's actually modern day therapy these people are doing consensual uh race play and slave play as a type of therapy couples therapy for interracial couples it's like this radical wow. couples therapy for, wow. for interracial mm. couples run by two um white lesbians oh shit. <laughs> yeah yeah and but do, who was it who was it a couple days ago that said that there's something gonna be about interracial relationships with this well actually you know what i, I think i brought up the twist online you know because i found the twist and a lot of people were like, that makes it worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> it makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? But see, what happens is, right? And this is something that I've said on this show plenty of times. And what one thing I like, people don't notice about me. I have the world's worst memory, even about things I say. I forget things I say all the time. And people reminded me of something. <laughs> something yeah, we um, just 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just had a conversation about that last yeah, night. Yeah, I forget. Things. Last night, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forget things all the time. But but somebody brought up something I said. I was like, wow, that was that was good of me. Like, you know, I have to give it to myself. But but they were like, because I said, I said how a lot of this allyship and stuff, actual like a BDSM dynamic. Like, so the same way like the dominant tells the submissive like, you know, you worthless worm, you piece of garbage. And like, yeah. the submissive is like, more and more like part of this twist right is like oh the white people get told off in the end and get educated about their their privilege and they get like you know there's some rousing speeches where um um you know the black person will will um lecture the white person and it'll be powerful and you know um nobody nobody gets let off nobody gets let off on uh, the hook right, right, right. now this is the problem is that in a BDSM thing for the, you know, submissive, who's actually the one like in control because, you know, they're the client, they're the one paying the dominant, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's not usually dominant people who go hire a submissive, you know, like, like there's no submitrix, there's a dominatrix, you know, True that's, that. right. that's right. the client, that's the boss. <clears throat> the submissive part of the package is, you know, to get told they're a piece of shit, you know, so right. it's like, that's not telling them off or, you know, putting them in a place or teaching them anything. That's just giving them, like, people with white guilt. That's what they want from the BDSM dynamic. Like, tell me I'm a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. So, right, right. You're not doing anything except for what these people already want you uh, to do. So, like, you know, one of these big things is supposed to be, um, so, so this is what it says. Um, the, the processing does not seem to go this is from the raps review that's praising it uh the process the processing does not seem to go well for anyone including the well-intentioned therapists themselves who seek to seek to impose invoke theory on the messy reality of american race relations nor does it bolster the white or paler people who seem surprised to get no credit for good intentions you're the virus one character tells them at one point recalling that's the decimation of indigenous people by the arrival of europeans to the American continent, your mere presence was biological warfare, you know? And, you know, basically like she's lecturing him in the second act about, you know, you're the problem, you're, you're evil, right. you're whatever. I'm like, you know, that's just, that's not subverting the first act. That's a continuation of the BDSM. They've just, they've yeah. just transferred the bondage and domination and dominant and submissive thing to the modern day, even as a supposedly, um, subverting it you know what i'm saying um yeah yeah it's, it's, it's a bunch of bullshit it's the same it's the same thing it's just more more race play or slave play but this is the other problem that it's one of those ways you subtly introduce new ideas subliminally into people's conscience man like they keep mm-hmm. trying to push the boundaries yep over and over again just to see what people will accept you know what i'm saying to see what happens yeah yeah, yeah. they're not gonna make you want see, it this is not even one third of the fuckery if we really go deep into like this is not even right. one third oh of no what, no no oh, where oh, they really want to take hold, it. hold on let me add one last thing right go ahead, go so, ahead so yeah. that's that's act two but this girl who saw the play she told me like in act three it ends with the black woman she like uses a whip on the white guy which again uh a lot of the critics yeah a lot of critics were acting like Mm -hmm. oh they're subverting it because they're taking um she's taking the whip back and whipping the whipping the white guy now you know now she has the whip but the white guy wants her to have the whip 
It's still his, right, his show. Right. This is what white people want now. It's his power. Yeah, this, He's giving up his power. Yeah, this is what the white people want now. But he, she forces, like, you know, him to, like, rape her. And then she thanks him for it at the end, apparently. So I'm like, wait. What? Yeah, so what? That's, like, that's like act three. That's what this woman told me. So at the end of the day, it's just the same old uh, shit. And I'm like, this is what this guy is trying to tell all of us who haven't seen it. Because they know these things are going to sell out. They know a lot of black people don't have... Um, Money like that to see to see this stuff. I think this hoping. So this this isn't a show for black people then. I don't think so. I'm, I don't well, think for, so for, for for yeah. a certain type of black person. Uh, right. I think it is. Well, yeah. But, that but, uh, high so-called high art and all that kind high of brow. Shit. That's yeah. a high brow shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the 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 four Bs. I, I call them the four Bs: the BuzzFeed, Blavity, uh, Blue Check, Blacks. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's for the four Bs. But but um, and it, so so this guy right, he's been like lecturing like people, black people, all all nonstop for the past couple of days. This Adam Feldman guy from from Time Out New York. And <laughs> this then, dude is still going at it. Um, I think he might have finally laid off. But this is from yesterday at least. He was still at it yesterday, right? So yeah, he was going into every uh anybody who said anything. Yeah, yeah any black person who said. And okay, this is what I. But he's not the only one. There's a lot of them doing it, and I'm not going to. Um, uh, slander him i don't know his mind i don't know his brain his motivation so what i'm about to say is not meant to apply to him but i think this applies to white people in general mm. who love promoting this shit right with black people because one thing is if you're a black person you're talking about black people starving in the street their racial wealth gap you're talking about mm. ringworm in down south and the third world conditions <laughs> that the u.n fucking issued a report <laughs> The the, the 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 no no not ringworm hookworm uh the, the UN issued a report about hookworm oh, in, in oh, the south man. like shit that shouldn't even be developed like all this shit like um, the, um you would think would be an ports. undeveloped country yeah third world country yeah I think things yeah. that shouldn't be mm-hmm. you know like all that stuff want me the front page but if a black person get four genders and explore race play as a way liberate themselves and create revolutionary politics like anything with them yeah. they'll give it the front like that last episode we had where like that perverted negress lady mm-hmm. and the the dominatrix who reads bell hooks to um her meanwhile right. she's talking about she couldn't even eat and she had to go into like becoming a sex worker because she had a master's degree and she couldn't find work and all the white people were talking about oh that, that's interesting you know but anyway uh Tell us more about how you're a sex worker now that lectures white men. You know, which is which is more of that same. That's part of the the meaning that they want. You know, they're they're not really yeah. caring about theory, right? But mm-hmm. what the reason why I think they promote this stuff? What I they like the idea of us just being like going back to slave time. Black people, black people yeah. were their walking, talking sex stories. They were what you used to to sexually experiment with. Like you know what the master of his house couldn't do with his wife, he could do with um the the slaves. You know. Well, if you couldn't be, if you couldn't be a uh, respectable society, you know, you could uh, molest your male slaves. If you, oh yeah, if you want to like uh, explore different like fetishes that you couldn't do with your proper or you know wife with your Madonna whore complex or her uptightness you can do it with uh your female slave if you want to explore your pedophilic things you could do it with the black slave if you wanted to do just about anything you could you could uh anything we're talking about property here yeah yeah talking about property if if you wanted if you wanted your um if you wanted your son to get experience like you know it's like uh before he gets married you know he's gotta like sow his oats and do whatever so so his oats yeah so so you would pick a girl for 
you know, that would be his uh, girl to have sex with until he was of age enough, you know, to get married and settle down and whatever. That was what, we, what would break him in. And if she gets pregnant a couple of times, it's not a getting a white woman pregnant. It's, it's like whatever. It's just. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I feel like that's it's not the same anymore. And I feel like they love the idea of priming us for all this experiment like they want us to experiment because then we could return to becoming the sex toys again is my thought yeah they just disguise it as other things yeah they disguise it as enlightenment they disguise it as, as yeah. emancipatory politics as you know some type of revolutionary against some heteronormativity that's imposed on them by white supremacy and patriarchy yeah they they, they use it as like amber rose's slut yeah they have all these lofty you know? rationalizations. It's, it's it, you know. Yeah. I was reading this book called The Color of Kink to learn about Kara Walker and all these people. And the book was just throwing in all this um, freaking theory, all this um uh, like critical race theory, intersectionality mm -hmm. theory and stuff. But it couldn't really make a case as to what tangible things all this race play and slave play and stuff was actually doing for people like it wasn't putting food in people's mouths it wasn't creating social programs no. it wasn't redistributing um redistributing material items we're just doing nothing but to me all i can see is training white people to cater to training black people to cater to white people's weird desires and you know in their weird sexual desires right yeah 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 because um remember that remember that uh article we were discussing last time ken for the new york times with that composer and you're talking about how he had three mm -hmm. wives and he couldn't like um be, be himself sexually with the three wives but he found this black woman that was into race play and now that now she's his muse and he was bragging about how you can do yeah. all this shit with with her uh that he couldn't do you know uh because it was supposedly too perverted for his previous wives and she's there like talking like she's um kind of striking a blow against like you know the patriarchy and for for some kind of higher cause when it's like okay wh whatever but anyway this guy right adam feldman he's talking to this woman and she had seen the play and he just keeps trying to gaslight her so so he's like she's like conversations exploring what exactly i am not suggesting that black sexuality is monolithic that's what somebody tried to tell her she's like what i'm suggesting is that playing into repetitive narratives against black bodies without nuance is violent suggesting that a black woman needs massive de degradation to get off is gross and then this guy adam feldman comes in and goes this review warning many spoilers offers an interesting counter perspective and it's by a black woman so he's just trying to give her something by a black woman you know and it's that same thing about trust black women listen to black women you know oh yeah even though this woman talking is already a black woman so you know yeah but oh but, yeah but it's a black woman that doesn't agree with them and what, what white people say when they say trust black women what they really mean is trust black women that parrot what i say you know that parrot what i say that listen to what we yeah, say that, that follow the pro because they all say the same yeah, thing they follow the programming once you're a black woman that goes against me now all that trust black women and listen to black women is out the window now my job right. is to find a black woman that does listen to me and have her lecture you so exactly that was extra patronizing him to do but first of all like this woman we're gonna talk about the woman whose article it's a black woman who gave a positive review to this play she's got her own issues that um like just because she's black doesn't mean she's automatically in the authority on uh, anything right but right. this woman responded you know bless her she goes i read that and i don't care how many perspectives you offer i know what the fuck i saw i am a damn phd student in public and urban policy with two ma's in the sociology of race don't throw reviews in my face as if i lack the intellectual bandwidth to grasp a highbrow concept 
Damn. Damn. <laughs> she, t- <laughs> she told him off in an academic fashion. Yeah, she, she has- <laughs> Yeah, well, how, how many more black women is you going to go find to tell her to listen to? Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he didn't even try to find out what her qualifications were. Like, the author that he was sending her away doesn't have those qualifications, you know? Right. No. He, yeah, yeah, but he could at least ask. But he's assumed that because this black woman agrees with me and this one doesn't, this must be the smarter, more qualified one. Oh, yeah, yeah you're not like the rest of those that. niggers. Yeah. Yeah, you're... You're 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 into the highbrow stuff. You're you're educated. What about your people? Yeah. What's wrong with them? Yeah, and you know most of them are are posers anyway. They, they a lot of those uh, yeah. those blavity black types. They the type of people they like to act like they know something is popping. They don't. They they're yeah. so pretentious and full of shit, man. They 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 they're not highbrow. You know what I mean? Those yeah. are no. people that go to a you know that the X Men comes out. They're all of a sudden they're nerds and they go yeah. read Storm's uh, right. origin profile right. on the wiki. Yeah, yeah, and now all of a sudden they're right. comic fans. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, yeah. They, they're just always chasing. They're just always chasing what the white people they want to be around with are doing yeah. and saying. And hoping exactly to, hoping to parrot it back to them. Wait, you, you guys are in the comic books now? Hey, guess what? Uh, we cosplay now. Uh, hey, you do right. this? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I, I want to clarify something I said because I don't want to be taken uh, out of context. Okay. When I was bringing out, uh, when I was bringing up the stuff about you know how when black people like get multiple genders or when they uh, get into bondage, whatever. I'm not kink shaming. I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with um choosing different genders or being what you want to be. What I'm saying is that I don't like when they try to elevate that for us above anything else constructive. Like anything else that we talk about, they pay us mm-hmm. no mind. But once this happens, they try to push us into like like we can't even form nuclear families correctly. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's you, right. And you're right. trying to you're trying to promote to us um, outsider lifestyles, but right. you guys, you have the basics down. You, you, you know what I mean? You know what's crazy, yeah. T-Man, is when you said that, it seems like every time I go to one of those these uh, issues that have popped up over the years that are controversial, be it, um, you know, this thing with the slave play. A couple years ago, we started having the argument about trans and, you know, what's going on with, with bathrooms, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And, you know, there was always one constant that I always saw in those comments regarding those various issues, and it was a shit ton of, like, white people in the comments comments they would come in and try to seem like they're trying to direct how to go you know what i'm saying always like, always it's always it'd be a gang of them it's a, and a lot of times or, or sometimes it'll be like the same person just popping up in every negative thread about mm-hmm. whatever the dis- topic of discussion is yeah and we should joke about um how long before we see so-and-so in this thread you know right right like, like <laughs> yeah. right 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 there were some white people that we started predicting with um and yep. they come and go because some of those ones from a couple of years ago they're gone, but then there'll mm-hmm. be a new one with the same playbook, like like this same guy, thing. like this guy we're talking about, this Adam Feldman guy who's running around and condescending to everybody, mm-hmm. like like you know he's gonna be that guy for a while, you know, right? Until um someone else. But this this is gonna be an episode. This is probably be like more than one part because I feel like there's no way to cover the sheer level of fuckery that's going on in one part. So uh, I'm just warning you guys now, like you know this is, this is gonna be um. <laughs> A multi-parter but i think the best thing to do right is just read read the review of the, of the play so you can know yeah. this is in new york times so once you're in new york times there's a certain level of um yep. legitimacy you're just already given you know mm-hmm. so right out right off the bat it's uh getting a lot of um a lot of stuff but okay here we go review race and sex implantation america enslaved kenesha begs mr jim 
her overseer on the McGregor plantation, to call her a nasty negress as he forces himself upon her. By the way, um, negress is Kara Walker's alter ego for her art as well. She she has this negress character, so always being like violated by white slave owners. Um, Mr. Solana. Oh, by the way, you guys feel free to interject with points or questions at any point in this. Uh, Mr. Solana, the lady of the manor, lustily wields her mother's hand-me-down dildo to penetrate Philip. Wow. Her, her violin playing house slave. I also wonder what's a hand me down dildo. That's interesting. But as opposed to just regular dildo, it's family heirloom or something. Um, elsewhere on the Virginia plantation, Gary, who is black, makes a white indentured servant named Dustin bring him to orgasm by licking his boots. That's how slave play, which opened on Sunday at New York Theater Workshop, begins. And then it gets really outrageous. I'm like, okay, so that's not already outrageous. Saying much more would mean giving away at least one huge surprise that this willfully provocative, godly transgressive, and altogether staggering new play by Jeremy O'Harris has in store. And by the way, you're going to see this a lot, these words over and over, transgressive, staggering, provocative. And the thing that's interesting is you always know it's full of shit when things whenever white people especially white liberals keep saying something is very transgressive or provocative all the time that's usually a sign it's not because if it was, if it was right. really transgressive find me a single white person who doesn't actually like this every single review by white people is raving about this like transgressive means like people trying to shut it down like for example all those think pieces that they were writing about um dave Chappelle's recent shows and stuff oh yeah 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 yeah. that yeah. was transgressive all these same people were saying writing think pieces about why it's problematic you know these people find everything until it's actually transgressive white people actually use the word problematic and complain about it oh yeah when they say when they say transgressive that's code for this is exactly what we like 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 you know what i'm saying so it's so funny all this stuff about transgressive transgressive and this is nothing but universal it's kind of like uh stephen colbert's like white house correspondent thing where people were acting like it was such like you know incredible truth to power and he was so daring and stuff but all the media had nothing but praise for it you know and it wasn't really that dangerous because it was what the liberals in the media wanted to hear he wasn't like you know saying anything um particularly risky because bush there was nothing provocative about what he's yeah there was nothing provocative about what he said yeah because because bush bashing was like what the media was into at the time you know it's it's this fake transgression we're going to pretend that what you're saying is so transgressive because we actually like it and we know um that being edgy makes things sound better but not a single mainstream outlet i've seen has complained about this thing yet and all the white people i've seen online talking about it all love it so this whole fake transgressive thing if anything they all act shocked and disappointed and dismayed when they see how many black people don't like it so you know don't don't it, now exactly so you know just even when you read the opening statements of the person that saw it, the, the reviewer that saw it, really at the end of the day, it's just about having trashy sex. It's gutter sex. Yeah, yeah. It, That's really, I mean, and they just, I mean, if they could have took the setting and made it, you know, cosplay the, the fucking Flintstones. It would have been the same thing. It's about yeah. gutter sex first, and we'll use slavery as something to get people talking about. Because we know, we know that's going to be provocative. We know that's going to be shocking. We know that's going to be something that's going to affect one black people. One, two. When we add the gutter sex part of it, now it, this is this is like you know putting the putting the light to a wick man it's perfect and and this is you know and, what i mean this this is the, is... and this is the way to roll back to that anyway because i mean scandal yeah. scandal already has this dynamic and then yeah. and then um they started doing like in shows like insecure they started having shows within the show where 
it was called due north where it was scandal mm -hmm. meets um in insecure in the season two that due north which was scandal meets um underground where it's like um right slaves sleeping with slave masters and it's like a oh yeah lusty thing and then that due north now became a real thing on off radio so they've been trying to roll back to um that mandingo fantasy for a while and and there's this guy um chauncey de la vega he has this um podcast slash talk show where he interviewed a race play person and he told me today after that episode is even those years ago to this day he gets multiple emails and and contacts like a month from people who want to know how to get in on it from the from that guest He's, you know it was one like he says like a really a kind of lost guest that you know it was it was a hard interview to finish you know because she was mm -hmm. so far gone and it's been like one of his most popular ones people keep asking about these plantation sex parties and all this stuff and how to contact the lady and he doesn't want to uh or they want it to be like a talking head in documentaries about it and he turns it down but it's, it's, it's interesting to me how um that like like this is a very existing um fetish that a lot of people are into on the on the low black and black and white and and we talked about it with that lady last week um the perverted negress the, the one from that other yeah. article but let's continue so you know it says and yet it's urgency and sheer cultural heft like you know this 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 language they give to it uh deployed like weapons in a furiously entertaining production directed by robert o'hara doesn't leave much choice but demands to be in its own terminology processed so proceed with caution and let's make spoiler our safe word shall we not that there's much pretense to narrative normalcy you will know something's askew even before you get to the end of the first of those quasi pornographic playlets kanisha played by tiona paris is more assertive and mr jim paul alexander nolan more nervous than you would expect in a real antebellum encounter then too Kanisha is occasionally overtaken by musical fits in which Rihanna's song work causes her to twerk. Music plays a role in other scenes as well. Mr. Solana, Andy McNamara, can't stand the new tunes by Beethoven that Philip Sullivan Jones prefers to play. She instead demands a spiritual or whatever it is that makes ladies that makes the ladies down at y'all's cabin swoon. So, you know, the white mistress wants the the black slave to play some um Negro music for her. Um Yeah. And she starts twerking. Um she does she doesn't twerk. What she what she ends up doing is worse. Um but uh, we'll get to that later. And as Gary Ado <laughs> Blankson Ado Blankson Wood starts to dominate dust. Wait, wait, wait. So the, yeah. and this is the play that they're telling us, oh, it gets better at the end. And you're saying that there's worse shit that comes after the slave twerking. God <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> and as Gary, Ado Blankson Wood starts to dominate Dustin, James Crusadi Moyer, he is suddenly overcome by the song Multi Love, a 2015 hit from Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Um, fun fact: Unknown Mortal Orchestra is a friend of mine and fan of the show. He's actually a fan of uh, Champagne Sharks. I actually asked him today uh, if he knew his song was in this place, and he actually he said he didn't. He, 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 uh -oh. he, wow! He was uh, uh -oh. he was shocked. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's not the here nor there. So, though Mr. Harris, um, and this is interesting. It's still in drama school. 
And that says a lot to me that you can be still in drama school and get two plays going off Broadway the same season. This is what I mean. I'm saying this is what they want to hear. Like they will elevate you from like the most uh, neophyte amateur level if you're selling this. You know what I mean? If he had some kind of real revolutionary thing that I was talking about, like, say, reparations and breaking bread and, you know, closing the wealth gap, I'm sure that play would still be in his infancy somewhere, right? But Slave plays his first professional New York production, and he writes as if he's known all his life how to twist audiences into all kinds of pretzels. In particular, I can say as a white person that he manipulates white discomfort expertly to the advantage of his storytelling, which, you know, is what it's about because this is not really for the black gays. This is for the white gays. This is just for white people. That's all this is. Until I encounter his until I encountered his potent brew of minstrelsy, which I found it interesting that he calls it minstrelsy, and melodrama, mm. I hadn't known it was possible, except perhaps in plays like Booty Candy by Mr. O'Hara. Um, <laughs> O'Hara is O'Hara is the director of this play and he was a previous um darling <laughs> black darling to white audiences um of course that, uh so it's kind of like a passing of the torch almost to have the previous uh black queer darling of white people um mm -hmm. direct this play by the new black queer darling of um white people you guys listen to the clip of um booty play right booty candy booty play sorry booty candy uh, I, I, I think, like that city better yeah but, yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think i think i let you uh hear um a, a clip yeah. of it and it's so for white people oh my god it's oh, yeah. just it's and the cadence of it and the pattern and the back and forth if you've ever seen like uh old minstrel comedy shows they have them on youtube the, 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 oh, the amos and andy type comedy yeah 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 the malpropisms and the mispronunciations of words mm -hmm. and uh the comedic <laughs> things it's like a minstrel show slash black vaudeville type of thing it's it's making fun of black people Mommy, what's a period? What you put at the end of a sentence, why? Because <laughs> I had my ink pen burst in my pants the other day and the boy said that I had my period and I didn't understand what they meant. But mommy, I think the period also means something else besides what you put at the end of a sentence. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> That's what I bought you that dictionary for. I did look it up. And what did it say? It said what you put at the end of a sentence. Well, that's what I just said. <laughs> did you remember to pull yourself back and wash? Yes, ma'am, I mean. <laughs> Why do I pull myself back and wash? Because you're not circumcised, subtle. Circ we going to the circus. Now we go to the damn circus. Calm down. See, you have to pull yourself back in walls because you have to keep your booty candy clean. Mommy, why do you and Granny call my dick booty candy? <laughs> it's not called a dick. Who told you that? Nobody. It's called a booty candy. <laughs> You're too young to be calling it a dick. Don't let me hear you say that again. Have you lost your mind in real life? <laughs> but why do you and Granny call it a booty candy? I don't know. I guess because it's the candy to the booty. <laughs> so can I lick it? No. <laughs> Mommy, what's a blowjob? <laughs> Look it up. 
I did. And it wasn't in there. Then it must not be a word, right? So, <laughs> so you should not say things that ain't words. Well, Alessa next door wrote me a letter and told me that she wanted to give me a blowjob. <laughs> Alessa need her ass beat. Don't let me hear you say that no more. Why? Because I said so. And it ain't a word. You looked it up, didn't you? And you didn't find it, so I just told you that means it ain't a word, so don't say it. Mommy, I still don't know why do I have to pull myself back and watch. I just told you, because if you don't, your booty candy will get dirty down there. Then what? Then you'll die from dirt and your dick will fall off. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your hat? Sutter. In my pocket. Well, put it on your head. It's ugly. It's not ugly. It's cold outside. See, you want to freeze to death and be hacking and coughing all night, so that I have to be running you down to the hospital. Who, who, who you trying to be cute for? Alessa? <laughs> you can't be cute at Walmart too. Put the hat on your head, boy. That's what I bought it for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way the audience is laughing, like, I feel like it's just really mocking uh, black people. But by giving a black person the letting them be the one to be behind it, it gives them moral license to, um, you know, laugh at it because they might feel uncomfortable if a white person had that, you know, minstrel show, um, vaudeville uh, comedy act that the mother and the daughter have in that scene that we just played, right? But anyway, the author continues. Um, a potent brew of minstrelsy. So it's, it's, it's interesting. He's basically admitting that this is a minstrelsy and that booty candy is minstrelsy. Like, like he's kind of telling on himself that he's enjoying it as minstrelsy. A potent brew of minstrelsy and melodrama I hadn't known was possible, except perhaps in plays like Booty Candy by Mr. O'Hara, to cringe and laugh and blush at the same time. So it comes as a relief at first when the play completely changes course about a quarter of the way through it's intermissionless two hours. The six characters now reappear, spoiler, as contemporary interracial couples in sex therapy. And this is supposed to be the part that makes it okay. And this is supposed to be the part that all these white people are trying to lecture the black people online about, about, oh, if you just know this part, uh, you're going to realize that, that, that you were stupid uh, for being uh, this silly. And I see some black people, some black blue checks and some you know, black shea butters giving the same lecture and stuff, you know, the ones that want to see it. But but this is why this is bullshit. Tell me what you think. Bear, bear with me. But, but think about it. If this is a twist, right? And all these people online are like, oh, it's a spoiler. We can't tell you. And this article keeps saying, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You're not supposed to know about this, right? And then in interviews with the in interviews with the creator, he keeps saying it's better if you go in cold. You'll like it more if you go in cold. And he keeps and talking to people online, he keeps saying, you know, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. This is the creator. So the creator says, go in cold. Don't look for the spoilers. The white people, the white liberals and the black blue checks who like it, keep talking about spoiler alert. And even this Adam Feldman guy kept telling people, trust me, don't just go by what you heard. You have to see it. There's a surprise. Like, like he, he doesn't want to say what it is, right? So what I'm trying to say is this. It's called slave play. And all the images, if you look at the pictures in this New York Times articles, it's those ones where you see like um, Tiona, pa- like all the pictures are like Tiona Paris, um, you know, twerking and, and mm-hmm. her tongue is hanging now. She's on all fours. 
She's eating a can. Oh, she's eating a cantaloupe off the floor like an animal. Um, oh, um, wow. Oh my goodness. Not not the white lady. You know the white lady that you asked. If she starts twerking when she hears the, the Negro music. She doesn't. What mm -hmm. she actually does. Uh, and this is another picture that they used to promote the play. She's wearing a, a strap-on dildo and she pegs him from the back. So, so the white woman makes the black guy. So what's funny is the black guy is emasculated um, and is a passive vessel to penetration, both in the right. heterosexual encounter and in the homosexual encounter. Like, like the black woman is having normal heterosexual sex with the white guy. She's not. Correct. She's not pegging mm -hmm. him. But you know, he's he's still like virile, still a man. But the black guy doesn't even get to him. So it's not even like Mandingo, where at least, you know, Mandingo, he had uh, sex in a way that you can say he cuckolded the master. No, like, this is Mandingo, but if, you know, the white woman penetrated the black man, and she says, uh, it feels good to be the man. That's what she says after she penetrates him. So, so, oh, damn. So so that also helps their fantasy, because, you know, they have this... Uh... <laughs> This weird insecurity about black penises. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now they don't have to. We, we took the black penis out. No, no, no. no. As a matter of fact, we're gonna do more than just take the black penis out. No, we're no, gonna. They don't have a problem with uh, black penises. They have a problem with, with unapologetic straight black penises. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. If it's a if it's a gay black penis, they're fine with it. You know. Um, yeah. But but what's so so yeah it's it's you know that's not the reason why I'm sure this is probably very uh, popular. You know particularly with a lot of these blue checks who have been like watching it because it's, you know, you get to see the emasculation of a straight, uh, uh, black man by, by a white woman, mm -hmm. you know? Um, right. but okay, okay, this, this is what I'm getting at. If those are the images that you're using to push it and you're telling people to go in cold, then that means that most of the people experiencing it are experiencing it, not knowing that it's not real slave, that it's not real slave get gutter sex. Mm -hmm. They're watching it not knowing that it's um really supposed to be the conceit of couples in therapy and on top of that anyone who bought the ticket bought it based on the images that you put in those posters which is slave gutter sex right so that's what you use to sell the that's what you used to sell sell the tickets mm -hmm. that's what you used to get the asses in the seats and you yep. actively are trying to make sure that people experience it under that conceit you don't want them to know what it really is after so that means you want them to enjoy it on that level or experience right. it on that level so how can you then use it as a get out of free card later because it wasn't the people there you know bought the tickets saying oh we know this is not really you know a bunch of um slaves consenting to exploitation by their masters oh, oh we knew this wasn't really pornography what this does is it gives them the guilty thrill and then lets them off the hook immediately after and even says hey not only mm -hmm. did you not really enjoy it on the level that you know on that bad way you weren't supposed to enjoy it like like a lot of people complain that they were uncomfortable but the reason they're uncomfortable is because fuck is it okay for me to enjoy this as much as i'm enjoying this because this is fucking awesome this is hot i love it and then act two right. comes and it's like don't worry, guys. Here's your get out of free card. You got to both have your cake and eat it too. You got to experience all this shit. And now we're going to tell you that, you know, you didn't actually see what you saw. You saw this, which is actually woke. And you're actually woke for being here. Now we're going to walk you through the other part of having your cake and eat it too, where you're going to get to uh, pretend. Now we're going to give you some BDSM chewing out, you know. So, so we're going to go to phase two of the... Um, slave play race play where you know we're gonna 
chew you out like, like the submissive dog you are by lecturing you about your how shitty your whiteness is you know so so first you got to enjoy it by as a voyeur watching like you know the pornography and vicariously enjoying the bdsm now we're gonna have modern day enlightened psycho psychological academic bdsm where we um harangue you about how shitty it is to be white and they're like yes please more and more you know so so i'm not giving you any credit for this fucking stupid twist because you didn't get them in the seats with that twist none of these people went in there knowing about this twist and you guys sold it using the titillation you sold it using exactly the image and the premise that these black people who don't know the twist are angry about and that's the level that you encourage people to enjoy that first act on as as you know participants who buy into that um pretense because why does it have to be a surprise why don't you just say hey here's a story about modern couples using some weird interracial um race race play bondage to work out their issues like you know you could have said that up front but no you wanted people to enjoy it on that level like you like you can't throw stones and hide your hand you know right yeah yeah so so that's that's bullshit about that twist like like i mean you know the the, the whole we talked about this last night the entire premise i get it you know this is a different generation of people that are trying to explore and but they're doing it in the to me it's rude and disrespectful oh yeah you know what i mean in, including the black people that's involved you know not for nothing these these black people need a stiff a stern talking to as uh older people say yeah, yeah, uh, yeah possibly yeah. an ass whooping on oh, oh, no no but but, but they may get off on that because it'll be um it'll be it'll be uh look how the coon play you know <laughs> the, it, yes. it, it'll be a new bdsm where it's like um you know uh tell me what a coon i am and beat beat me up i'm i'm terrible i'm, I'm yeah. a worm like you know they'll They'll find a way to... Yeah. And these people are not stupid. Oh. The people that are going to see this, that are into this stuff, they know why they're there. They know the type of white people that they're dealing with that's into this kind of stuff. You know, remember the Tumblr page that we talked about where they showed all these horrible images of, of black women getting pissed on and dudes writing stuff on them and treating them like animals. And this is just another branch of that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, this, I, is, this is... I, for, and for people who uh, want to know what we're talking about, I'm not going to put the link in the show notes, but if you go on Tumblr and search the hashtag race play, you'll see what we mean. It might not be there anymore because I think Tumblr banned pornographic images. But yeah, I just want to let people know uh, where to find what you're talking about if they want to find it. But I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, so it's, it's not it's not like these people don't know. You know, they're not stepping in. You know, he says step into a cold. Well, the majority of the people that are going there are not going to be certain kinds of black people anywhere. They know who's coming. But the whole premise of it, of using slavery, seemed like when when I see that you're using images of slavery, you could have did this in any kind of fashion. You could have used any kind of setting, but you keep going back to that one for a reason. Yes. You like that. You like that. You like slavery. And I don't want to get into the whole, you know, we can talk about slavery all day as far as how they refined it in into modern day times, you know what I mean? But when we're talking about, and it's always that kind of slavery. Not, I don't know, is that, and I'm guessing in this play, it's antebellum slavery. It's not colonial slavery. Um, it's antebellum slavery. Yeah, exactly. So it's always antebellum slavery. It ain't slavery in the in in the West Indies or the Caribbean. It's always antebellum slavery. The slavery that we know of that's connected to the Emancipation Proclamation. For whatever reason, they love that and the thing about it is and we talked about this last night and i just wanted to bring it up you know even in some of the movies that we've seen 
they never really get to the real brutality of how brutal slavery really was. So to 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 make a play and try to get your sexual fantasies and your sec, you get your Jones off on this kind of stuff is is purely disrespectful for the people that went through this. You know, and we have millions of people that you know we're talking about uh, millions of African Americans and people from the Caribbean that need therapy, still need therapy. I mean, there's a book written by Dr. Joy DeGruy called Post Traumatic Slave Disorder, and I actually know Joy DeGruy personally. I actually took some of her classes at Portland State University. See, see, if, you can, see if you can get her on how, the show, by the way. I, I definitely will try to see if I can get her on the show. And the thing that makes it so bad is that uh, I remember uh, Dr. DeGruy said that she is a therapist and she said that she had people that were uh, seeking therapy after 9-11. But the caveat is that they weren't even there. Yeah. So if we're, if we're talking about people that wanted therapy after 9-11 that wasn't even there, we're talking about Another group of people that never got any therapy and then had to go through Jim Crow, then had to go through a separate bread equal Plessy v. Ferguson, then had to go through all these other different things. And you're and you're making a joke because that's what it is really at the end of the day. It's a damn joke, because if you want to get your sexual Jones off, there's a whole lot of other ways you could have did it. You know, so you're playing games, you're playing games with something that has really been the biggest black eye of the planet. Wait, wait, but but but, but Kenny, um. They're not getting the rocks off because uh, it's revealed that it's actually just a, a modern therapy thing. So you know, uh, oh yeah, yeah, and that's and that's an even bigger <laughs> slap in the face. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm bullshitting. You know, I don't you know I don't buy that. No, no, no. You're being yeah, sarcastic yeah. about it, but you know what I mean. That just makes it even worse. Is that basically what you're telling me? Is that oh no, you're stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Slavery. What do you mean? Yeah, I know that was bad, but look at this. But you know, here goes this generational dildo. What? But 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 you, you gener, generational dildo, and that's true because this is a hand me down dildo. But you, the hand me down dildo. Know, that's a big thing. I think we've said it on this podcast on air before, but I know we've said it uh, at least in private. I don't remember if we said this on on air before, but we always talk about how a lot of these self regarding talented tent type uh, Negroes are very similar to white liberals in that they believe that non-special regular black folk are, are all dumber than them you know what i mean like oh like, yeah like yeah. they they think i'm the smart one that's why i am better socialized to hang out with white people that's why yes. i fit in with white people better than you and um it's and those are and those are the black people that those white liberals say oh you need to listen to you know dot 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 whoever this person is or you need to listen to this person but then when oh, it like you said when it's another black person that doesn't agree with them, specifically a black woman, oh well, you're you're dumb. You're you're dumb. You're not you're not you're not as um you know as educated. You know you're yeah. not you're not into this. You don't get it. Yep. You know what I mean? You don't get it. Yeah, I know you have a PhD, but I've seen them people do that to Dr. Tommy Curry. Oh, you don't get oh, it. Oh, oh, that's true. Cause cause Dr. Tommy Curry, they'll talk to him like he's dumb and and make him try to listen to a blogger. Like you know, they'll be like they'll be like. Yeah. Uh, why don't you read this? Some you... motherfucker that didn't graduate high school that just has a blog. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking it's fucking crazy. You know, you know. But but yeah, yeah. They they all think they're smarter than the regular black rabble, and they and they and they think you know it's because they know all this kind of um critical theory and stuff that some white people told them, and that they're you know th these would be the same ones that be talking about slave patriarchy and stuff, you know, and be. Right, calling regular black folk dumb, being like, "Trust me, my teacher told me this." It's like, "Oh God!" But yeah, they add, they add things to history that never existed, that never happened. Yeah, and if you don't believe them, or oh, you're just dumb, you're stupid, you're dumb. Yeah. So 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 
let's see. Um, it seems that the McGregor Plantation has become a resort and conference center. The couples are there as part of a week-long program run by the social scientist Taya, Charlie Latour, and Patricia, Irene Sophia Lucio, late of Smith and Yale. Their program focuses primarily on helping the black participants who are no longer able to receive pleasure from their white or whiter partners. The scenes we saw at the beginning of the play were the therapeutic fantasies spun out in role play. Mr. Harris does not squander the satirical opportunities the setup offers. Words like positionality, minoritarian, and heteropatriarchal get quite a workout as Ms. Latour and Ms. Lucio mind characters whose intelligence has been co-opted by Kant. And though some of this material could use pruning, this is them basically saying that it's not really written that well, but they don't really care. Like, like they're minimizing that it's just a lot of word salad that comes later. Because every review mm -hmm. I say keeps saying this, because, well, the actual, like, writing, once you get past the actual raping, isn't all that, but that's not a big deal. Like, you know, it, it gets an A for effort. Like, it's kind of funny what they actually say when there's not any raping going on, or, you know, or simulated raping. You know, they kind of yeah. basically admit that, you know, craft-wise, it could use a lot of work. That he just basically, like, vomits a whole bunch of critical theory that he's read according to them although uh, although some of this material could use pruning mr o'hara the director proves a perfect collaborator in staging it playing the comedy is so bright and dense that you don't have the bandwidth to grow bored nor do you notice until you until you're too far along that comedy is not all it is because the thing about this therapy perhaps like the play is that it works not spite but because of its absurdity taya and patricia's processing of the black participants fantasies gives them access to insight that their social conditioning had previously obscured none of that insight is welcome news for the partners so this is the part where they kind of tell off the white people this is the next part of the um bdsm where you you know tell the submissive who's paying for the service in this in this case theater tickets you know given the uh humiliation and dressing down that uh, they as submissives um have paid for and contracted for if dustin alana and especially jim a brit who finds the whole concept insane and traumatizing are unable to see what their whiteness has to do with it we in the audience see it all too clearly gary philip and kenesha exist squarely in the blind spot of the non-black partner a phrase that is no less damning for being critical so basically the black people exist to help the white people realize something about themselves they're a kind of um mm -hmm. gutter sex magical negro for the white audience, right. you know? It's really about what these black people through all their trauma porn get to supposedly teach the white people, help the white the white people self-actualize, you know? Uh, none of this talks about black people in the audience. That, that, that's the funny thing. Like, a, right. like, like there was this Twitter shade by the weirdo who was complaining about how white people should give like a form of type of reparations by giving up their place in line to see this play and give it give <laughs> give the tickets to black people <laughs> you know, you know? Uh, didn't they say the same thing about black panther <laughs> yeah yeah they love trivializing reparations it is just something weirdly micro <laughs> micro transactional right but but, but one, one of the reasons she says it goes this is a play written by a black person for a black person and i almost went to write her like why do you think this is for black people like why would you say why, that? yeah who told you this was for black people yeah none of the critics even like you know seem to be under any illusions that this is for black people i think any black people who go there thinking this is for them are just woefully deluded into thinking that they're honorary white people oh something. yeah right yeah uh, um so so, so th this this is um we're almost at the end though all the black participants 
have psychological cofactors, including obsessive compulsive disorders. It misses the point to say that the deck has been stacked. Mr. Harris isn't making a universal statement about individuals and interracial partnerships. He's aiming at the interracial partnership of America as a whole. By the time the play, which has a classical form, much like a sonata, reaches a final scene involving just one of the couples, its sharp narrowing in feels like a vast broadening out. I don't know what that means. In, in Plantation America, which in Mr. Harris's cosmology is both antebellum and post, can white people learn to love black people, not just their music and their plays, as actual black people on black people's terms? So basically, the big lesson about this is nothing systemic. It's nothing really historical historical or structural. It's not like, you know, people not inherit, being able to inherit wealth, not people still benefiting off black labor generations deep yeah, like, you know, people are, yeah people yeah people are still eating off of their grandparents and great-grandparents um profiting from slaves like benedict cumberbatch is rich from slaves this is a cumberbatch plantation that he's still rich off of his parents told him um don't tell people about your slave past because they were and not because they felt guilty they were afraid of opening themselves up to lawsuits like they don't like like his family told the actor don't talk about your uh slaveholder past but they're still eating off slave a lot of people are still eating off slavery uh there's this joke that i tell people i don't even know if it's a joke it's just, i guess it's just a, a reference a history reference you know if you say um heinz 57 ketchup you know it says 1857 on it you know what i mean they've been making ketchup from heinz for almost 200 years well what were black people in yep. 1857 okay so it's just that simple you know and you know it's, it's and it's not to go back and forth with people it's just like like dude i mean the, the the calendar lets you know what time it is, man. It's telling you what was going on yeah, that time. Yeah. And, you know and, what and I mean? It, it, Even if it, it said 1957, that's before the Civil Rights yeah, Bill. Yeah, and, and then throw in Jim Crow, throw in like all think of, throw yeah. in all the opportunities to get educated that Black people didn't have. Like we're still living, we're still exactly. living structural, um, systemic, uh, deep rooted inequalities that still kind of continue unbroken from. Uh, slavery and for this thing to be praised as something um incredible or profound because it's still talking and boiling the issue down to whether black people can ever get white people to really love them like it's an incredible trivializa trivialization like like the, the only reason you're bringing up the slavery and bringing up uh, all this um cultural trauma and all this historical baggage is just to explore whether black people will ever get white people to ever really love them on on their terms like 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 so, like so basically it comes down to can you get white people to to really date you can you ever like you know be something beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. gutter sex or a human sex toy to a white person like it's just so trivializing and like it's just, it's just amazing to me that, that you use slavery do all this stuff explore all make people travel through all these emotions for no grander purpose than just your um disappointment about getting the white people you date to like you know whatever introduce you to introduce you to their parents or make you feel as special as you know the white boy or the white girl that that they date like like these people can't mm -hmm. think beyond that they can't think on a deeper level they can't talk about like you know reparations closing the wealth gap none of this stuff is just you know white validation you know please please like us and and the fact that this critic makes it so sound so profound because because to white people they think there's because they're so narcissistic as 
a group as a race, they think that non-white people should have no bigger concern than white people liking them. Like, you know, they think that's the biggest thing they have to offer black people or that they're willing to offer black people, not not breaking bread, not not um giving up money, giving up not something tangible. tangible, but but to yeah. dangle like, you know, we will love you, you know, dangle it like a carrot on a stick. And sadly, it works for a lot of us, you know, uh, sadly. Well, sometimes sometimes a lot of a lot of black people will settle for just the simple fact that a white person told them that they love them. Exactly. Or, or, or that, I, or, I'm sorry, I love you. Or, That's enough. Or, or that they see them like, like you know, like that guy in response to Black Panther. Yeah. Like, I got tears in my eyes. Like I rot. Yeah. Uh, I've got tears in my eyes. I feel seen like, you know, that that type of nonsense. Yeah. So Yeah, that's. That's not that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like oh, give me give me a break. That, that that's the big profound thing that you go through all this for just just to uh, help black people. You know that that that's the that's the question of the ages. It's like the Oscar so white thing. It's like Oscar. It's like the Oscar so white thing. So you know, uh, a black person wins an Oscar. Who was it that won an Oscar I that year? I don't remember. Either. Somebody. I don't remember. And then they go right back to business as usual. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you got your you got your carrot nigger. But now what else do you worse, want? This is even worse because there's not mean? even like symbolism. Like like this is just individual. This is total neo It's just individualism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a total neoliberal type of thing where you just break everything down to like individualized transactional shit that's treated just like, you know, yeah. market interactions. It's just like, you know, um, to them this is the grand this is what 246 years of slavery and 100 years of jim crow have led to like you know uh the question yes. of the ages can we get white people to love us uh on our terms yes. like uh you know what give me justice and i'll be okay like worry about the justice like just don't kill me give me rights treat me well and then worry about the love later like you know because you can love somebody and not respect them like like yeah absolutely right i mean i always use i always use team sports as an analogy you know the, the team sport the the quarterback and the you know running backs are great teammates but they might not yeah, like each other yeah. you know what i mean but they, they have a common goal and, and a mutual respect. okay you don't have and you don't have respect. to like me yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely you don't have to like me you know what i mean just don't use something against me trivial like my race as to why i can't have access to employment or to why i can't have access to housing why I can't have access to sustainable health care. You ain't got to like me, yeah. you know? So it's just those those type of things. And what has happened is, you know, the, the white supremacists, the white liberals, they will choose which black person they want to listen exactly. to. So it's always the black person that's asking for sexual access or some type of non-tangible thing. You know, I've been, I'm seen, yeah, you know, like you said. something that they want to give or are willing to give. The person's, ad- yeah. the person's asking for that. That's the one that, you know, they're willing to listen to. Um, Just to finish off. Well, they're, they're, always, they're, always, they're always giving them something that don't amount to shit. Yeah. Just to finish off the article, slave play asks a lot of the audience too. Yeah, fucking right. But let me speak just of myself. Let right. me speak just of myself. It's hard for a critic to heed what seems to be his general instruction, at least to white people, to shut up for once and listen. If you are in the reviewing trade, you wonder whether that's just a faint at foiling criticism. So be it. But I find myself unable to resist processing and grateful to hear so plainly the idea that Mr. Harris puts forward in the silent space his play insists on clearing. That one race lives with history each day while another pretends not to. In late 2018, I fear that's still a spoiler. That's full of shit. Both races live with history. White people are not ignorant to race or racism or how it works. They created this system. Like, like there's this big myth that white people don't listen. White people do listen. White people listen right. 
better than black people because they study absolutely we're the ones who are always talking and trying to be understood when what we need to do as black people i'm not here to educate white people on black people because they know us inside and out they know how to push our buttons they already know they've been they've been knowing this since the 50s and 60s yes yes uh, that's why they get so upset like like when you see them so mad that that they're trying to tell black people to like this play and they've coming across black people who refuse to and that kind of yeah indignance they get it's because they're not used to us not just falling in line and believing what they say so it's like they they know they know us and they expect to be able to um push our buttons and program well it's 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 one of those you know look black person i know this is bullshit but you should be used to it yeah why don't you like this and if you don't like it it's because you just don't get it you know I'm going to give you an example. I was out once, right? And I was sitting at a table. There was a bunch of black people and a Hispanic girl. And we were sitting there and everybody was talking. And we were all, well, not we, because I was listening. Everybody was talking about racism and all this stuff and what it's like and everything. And then the white girl was just sitting quiet and nodding. And she was like, you know, doing that um, kind of ally nod. And then yeah oh yeah what i said was i was like you know what frustrates me is like i feel like white people listen more than black people and why are we the ones talking about all this stuff about racism when she's the one who gets to be behind closed doors with just white people if if anything yeah she should be telling us about racism and we should be listening because i want to know you know what are white people saying when there's no black people in the room when we're not around exactly yeah 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 what are they what are they doing what are they what are they saying what uh what are some ins and outs you can give you know as far as uh gaming the system like you know do you have any you know like right like tell us but then what was funny was they all got mad at me because they thought that i was complimenting the white person by saying they listen more i wouldn't compliment them i'm saying that they listen more because they're always taking notes you know rather than well, not only that, black people always have this idea that we have to just keep yeah, fucking talking. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? We can just talk them into understanding us and yeah. and be talk them talk into not them being, being racist. racist. Like like that racism is a problem of understanding. Um that you know, if you just yeah. get them to understand hard enough, if you just explain it one more time, but just differently, this time you're gonna solve it. And it's not an understanding problem. They understand us and racism no. perfectly. They set up the system. We're the ones that have to start like that's one of the things about this show is like why I wanted to create like this show that would be about us trying to understand them and read between the lines of what they say instead of always trying to explain us to them. You know, you know what I mean. And what's funny was because you know they all um they all got upset with me because they thought I was um elevating white people and dissing um black people. And and one of the people there said after I explained it, it kind of diffused a little bit. But they're saying you know I still don't believe you because we have to navigate the white world as black people. You know we have to work for them as bosses. We have mm-hmm. to do what what I was thinking personally was like okay a dog. And this is going to sound very bad insulting to black people. I don't mean it to be, but it's the best analogy I could think of. A, do- a dog yeah. can know what it has to do not to get hit with a newspaper in the head by the owner. A child can know what it has to do, you know, by trial and error, not to get 
in trouble with the parent, but it doesn't mean that the child understands the parent or the, or the dog understands the owner more than vice versa. We're just, you know, we're just conditioned. We get that, uh, we step out of line, we get that uh, feedback, we get that punishment. You know what I'm saying? I think. I don't, right. but I wish I had a better analogy because I don't want to compare black people to pets. But yeah, well, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Like, like, just because we know we are, it's like an abused child. When a child's abused, they don't understand why the parents fucked up. Like, like the parent is still an adult. The adult right. still understands the child will, but an abused child is hyper cognizant and and hyper aware of how to navigate that abusive, uh, dangerous parent. You know, it doesn't make them have better understanding the parent. It's just that they have to be more conscious of how of how they act. You know, and I and I think you know white people they study us, they listen more, they know how to push our buttons, and we spend more time talking instead of listening. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been a major issue for us and for a long time. And with social media, it's worse. Yeah, yeah. So social media brings it like to a whole other level. And I think with this, yeah, it's made it made yeah, it worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Social media and think piece culture. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so many things. Any article about race that starts with as a blankety blank blank blank. I think that blah blah. You know, like, you know those identity think pieces like as a black Caribbean um woman. I feel that, you know, blah, 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 like all that stuff. Just what has happened is because, you know, with with think piece culture, social media, it turns into a I, 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 me, me, me. What about me? To whereas before, one thing I will say about the intellectuals of the past, they talked about the group. So what what has happened now is that it's just become this individual stuff. So you got the individual person that can go whine into white people about what they want. You know what I mean? They don't give a damn about the group. So that makes it easier for the white liberals, white supremacists to choose which black person they want to listen to and which black person to prop I've, up. Yeah, you know? I have another theory, and I think this would be a good place to close out um, part one. But I saw like searching people's names on Twitter with the word therapy. And the people keep writing these like confessional, um, please white people understand me, uh, think pieces. And they all are really heavy into therapy. And uh, you and I, we've talked about therapy and how we've uh, started therapy. But I think... The difference between people like us is we have a decent historical and systemic understanding of racism, and we understand therapy as Mm -hmm. an individual thing or a family thing or a relationship thing, but we don't try to transfer the therapy dynamic or way of processing to structural or sociopolitical issues. Like, you know, therapy is meant for working out your relationship with yourself or working out your relationship with your parents your friends your lovers you know it's like that but i think a lot of these people like the creator of this play he said he was in therapy when time he was 12 years old and he was very big into therapy they take that therapy um dynamic and they try to solve racism with it and it turned racism into this interpersonal transactional problem that's just a matter of like they treat white people the way a therapist tries to train you to deal with your parents like you know like um or or a fucked up lover you know where it's like i want my parents to understand like therapy has helped me realize how my parents fucked up my self-esteem and it's made me uh, realize all the fucked up shit my parents did to me or all the fucked up shit that my um lover does to me and now i'm going to get closure i'm going to fix the relationship you know but but even in therapy a good therapist will tell you that you can't you can't be the only person 
that wants to fix a relationship. Like, like you can take you can take all the therapy in no. the world, but if the other person um, is not um, in good faith trying to do the process with you, you know, sometimes you have to leave them alone. And I feel like the problem is conservative white people are the partner or the parent who refuses to believe that they did anything wrong. They're like, you know, um, and I didn't do anything. What the fuck did I do? You know? Uh, so the conservative white person is that kind of parent or that kind of lover and the black person to talk to them, there's no point to it because they're not even going to admit there's something wrong. The liberal white person is like that narcissistic or therapy savvy partner that acts like they're going in it with you. You know, they're like, okay, I'll go to group therapy with you or I'll, I'll try to, you know, meet you halfway in your therapeutic journey but they're just trying to game the system like like they know it they're gaslighting you they're they're savvy with a therapy than you are and you know they know how to tell a therapist what they, what they want to hear or how to how to game it you know what i mean so you think you're both working together and they're not actually there in good faith you know and i feel like that's how a lot of uh so yeah these people to to a person they all have long histories with uh therapy which we're not bashing therapy is a good thing i'm I'm in therapy on uh, urine therapy, but it's not a fit. Um, racism is a systemic, historical, structural, deep issue. It's not a therapy issue. It's not, you can't approach solving the race problem as, you know, one therapeutic relationship um, at a time, which is what they want us to waste our time doing, you know? Um, and, and black people need therapy from it. So do white people. What's that? I said black people need therapy from this this situation they so do, do white but, people i mean it, it, white people need therapy from white racism white they supremacy do for sure but both of us getting it is not is still not gonna solve uh on its own this this problem no. like you know real political no. material solutions have to um you know materialize so so it's two things uh the white people need to do the therapy too along with the black people you know but even then it can't end there like that can't be the end result like that's at best, the first step, but you know, things have to, uh, yeah, real solutions have to be offered. And these people can't, I think can't get past the therapy stage, which is why this, um, play, uh, thinks so small in its, in its scope. And this, um, author, this critic here, who's writing about it to me, he's one of those, uh, white people's acting like he's in therapy with you in good faith. And he's just blowing smoke up your ass. He's, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's really just—it's like it's almost like he's sitting next to you and got yeah, his hand or, in your pocket. Or, yeah, exactly. Um, on that note, I think this is a good place to end um, part one of this. I think I think we lost D, but yeah, I, I think he. Uh, yeah, yeah, he take but off. Uh, I think we can. Uh, maybe we can get him back for part two. But uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for um, being with us and join us for um part two to this there's just there's just too much interesting stuff about this to uh fit it all in one part so be good everybody peace